When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on? Bar Down Breakdown, episode 183. And tonight we are joined by our homie Brad from No Trigger. Brad, what is going on, dude? Hello. Good evening. How are we all doing today? Pretty tonight, good, pretty today, good. I see. I went to all of them. Tonight, today, everything, you know? <laughs> We're all on the East Coast. Whenever you're tonight. listening to this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wherever you are. I love I'm it. Doing man. great. I'm I'm assuming you guys are probably getting some snow flurries tonight because I have a lot of friends in Albany, New York, and I feel like we're still in Albany or kind of similar, get similar yeah. weather. So oh, uh, I just looked out the window and there is a layer of white now. I, that wasn't there <laughs> about a half hour ago. So I was, yeah, we were told it was going to be like either like slushy ice or snow. And 
That's our first one. All right, check it off the list for the season. Uh, <laughs> finally got it. Oh, you know, it was literally 70 degrees two days ago, and now oh man, it's ridiculous. But, You're all gonna be sounding like Justin pretty soon. Yeah, right? it's been pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Can't That's wait. I've been waiting for mine. Starting the season off, you know. Oh. Starting the cold season. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're our second guest that had snow so far. <laughs> yeah. Really? It's, Already? It's only November, what? It's only 15th November. or 14th? Yeah. That's crazy. Jeez. Oh. Well, I don't know why our podcast always starts with weather. I don't know what it is. I, I think I'm just like curious about where people live and what kind of weather they're experiencing. I don't know. It's I only get two snow. seasons in Florida. I get spring and I get summer. I mean, I feel like that's happening to everybody now. It's like slowly it's going to, I mean, that's just going to be it. Like every, kids like in the next generation are just going to have summer and winter. And it's just yeah. like, as it feels like it just keeps pushing a little bit further every year. Like I'm like, boy, it's pretty hot in September this year. You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't remember this like this, but ah, whatever. But who knows? Well, I guess we can move on from weather. So yeah. <laughs> Let's just jump into a little hockey talk because I'm excited being an Islander fan. The Islanders are buzzing right now, but so are your boys. The bees are buzzing as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, it's, I'm, I'm sure that feels pretty good watching, you know, I'm not going to lie. I was one of those that kind of thought that the Bruins were on the decline and maybe their best days were behind them, but they're proving us wrong, man. They're, they're looking pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've always, I mean, I always thought they've been pretty steady where they are, but that's because I'm a Bruins fan, so I'm <laughs> like, there's no decline in any way, shape, or form. But no, it's definitely you could tell. It's, I mean, a lot, a lot of guys, this, they're getting older, and it's just, and it's just a different team from when they won the cup mm-hmm. back in 2010. Completely so different it's team. Like, but then there are still elements, which is still crazy that that's. But it's, uh, and they're still like really, you know, part of the team and like the the backbone, but. This year, it's it's uh, with the new coach and everything. I didn't know what to expect, and now it's been just like everybody's just going off, and like DeBrusque is another human being now, and he like I was just like everybody was kind of writing him off last year. They're like, ah, whatever, he's just a whiny baby or something for you know because that's usually what a Boston fan would say to any Bruin. But uh, <laughs> still, it was <laughs> not myself. But uh, anyways, they were just it, it just was. Uh, crazy to see the change or it's and it's just non-stop like everybody's contributing and that's i mean that's kind of new it used to just be you know bergeron and marchand and pasternak and then everybody else you know it felt like a lot of the time but now it's like every line is doing something and helping so it's been really cool to see and on a four-game win streak too as of this episode oh my god you're right yes (laughs) uh, just killing it i love it and they're all, you know, just um, – and I think they said Swayman just got back. Uh, it was like at a full practice today. I saw that uh, as I was uh, getting ready for the podcast. Uh, no, I was just <laughs> – but I saw they uh, just checking anything and everything that had a brew. I'm like, what can I say? You know, what's the what's the haps? What's the news? Well, so, I'm, uh, glad, I'm glad someone's doing research because it's definitely <laughs> not Mikey and, and Justin over No, here. I, just, oh, I just know they're on a win streak. <laughs> hey, that's – I usually just, you know, I, I'm a, I'm pretty passive. I just love watching them uh, or just mm-hmm. watching hockey in general. But it's, um, uh, I, I haven't, I didn't watch until like probably like 2010. And then once that happened, I just kind of stuck on with like the kids I was living with. 
and that they won a cup. So that helps really uh, get you jazzed about stuff. But um, ever since, though, it's been great just to watch and and I, the crew that we have around here that uh, are into it. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, speaking of that cup run, too, I remember that cup run literally like it was yesterday and it was 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> but I just – like I think the highlight of that entire run – was just the second Vancouver riots. And I'll never forget. <laughs> there's this, this one image that's always just burnt into my mind. And it was just this one dude that just gets nailed right in the Charlie Browns with a tear, like a flashbang and it bounces <laughs> off and just blasts like three inches away from his like package. And yeah. I was just like, Oh man, no way. And that that's just singed into my memory. It lives there rent free. Just that guy just getting nailed. Oh my God. I never saw that one. I look it up. I gotta find that. Yeah, there's gotta be some YouTube's about that. That's it's a Canucks fan, so he 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 deserves it. (laughs) Of course, yeah. I'm pretty sure there. That's (laughs) also when there's that really famous picture. Is that like there's cops in the riot gear and there's just like chaos all around, and then Mm -hmm. a Canucks like two fans, like a male and female are just like making out on the floor <laughs> in their Canucks jerseys as there's literally chaos all around oh, them. <laughs> they just can care less. And that was the second time that happened because the first time it was they lost to the Rangers like 10 years earlier. Yep. Oh, really? I didn't. Yeah, it was a, it was it was just as bad as a riot. But then you throw <laughs> Boston fans into it and it's a whole another thing. That's insane. <laughs> I I do remember when I was we were in college. Uh, I went to UMass Amherst, and it was a pretty crazy school in general. It's, uh, it's uh, but the, the it's when the Red Sox won their first in for, oh, you know, forever, yeah. and the insanity like that went down with that was I like they had the same thing. There was like rows of just cops on horses, and then tear gas getting shot. I remember pushing one of my girl my girlfriend at the time out of the way of a tear gas, just like hitting the ground and bouncing. And they were like, well, we should probably move away. We thought we were far enough away. And it was just like, just pure chaos. It was, I've never seen, that was, that was the closest I got to a riot, you know, but it was, that was insane to see that many cops. Not that yeah, we're I, like a baseball podcast, but I will say, no, yeah. I think, I think the Red Sox winning the World Series was on just a whole different level just because of the whole Bambino curse and just that sure. breaking and I, I even I thought we even saw like cops dancing on top of cars that were on fire at one point. <laughs> well, if you I mean, think that's, good... well, if you think that's crazy, can you imagine like Toronto fans if they make it actually past the first round, like, and then lose <laughs> in like the Eastern Conference Finals or the Stanley Cup Finals? What Toronto would not exist anymore if that happens. Just ash, gone. Right? Yeah, it's just ash. <laughs> Toronto is no same, longer a city. Like now we're the same Buffalo North. The Caps went through, but it's it's way worse because they're Toronto. <laughs> yeah, it's Toronto, and it's like <laughs> so long. <laughs> you just need to get some of uh, John Tavares's cereal in their system, make them feel a little bit normal. <laughs> so I guess Brad, I, I want to jump into you know we, we talk about how the Bruins are off to a hot start. But they're in the, you know, the newspaper and the news for other reasons, because like last week they go out and sign Mitchell Miller, which made no freaking sense to anyone. Like you're on a a killer streak. The team's gelling. And then you go and bring in 
truthfully someone that should never even get a second chance in my opinion. And Mm -hmm. I guess to tie this to music, you know, a lot of the lyrics from your band are against this and uh, uh, just the terrible person that he really is and all the hate that he was spewing. It, It must really like tear you up inside. Like the team that you love doing something like this, that's totally against what you believe in. Like, I'm I'm just totally shocked that they did that. To be honest, uh, yeah. I mean, I I just remember seeing it like last week. They just started showing the stuff on the news, and it was yeah. It's it's pretty crazy. I mean, I heard you know Sweeney was saying different things, just saying they're like, well, I mean, someone's gonna give him a chance. We just gotta you know just throw you know someone was gonna do it, so why not? But I mean, still, it's like I don't know why to bring like you said to bring anything on bring anything to, like with this, the team doing as well as it is to just be like, you know, this is gonna, they're just waiting for something to happen. You know, the news or, or anybody, you're yeah. just like, they're like, what can they, you know, and it's, this is like just the reddest meat that they could ever like clamp onto. And it's just like, why even do it for just a prospect of some sort? It's just like, there's so many other players that, you know, or like let him, why? Yeah. Why? Just why? So yeah. I, I don't understand it in any way. I mean, it's just like there's got to be another way or, you know, but especially when he just comes. I, I, I didn't see all of it like or the actual, but I just remember them, like the way he, they were saying how his his apology just that, that's like the way he came. He came about it is all wrong. And it's just like, why even bring this onto the into the, the fold at all? So I don't and I'm thinking it's ridiculous and stupid, but yeah, here and we are. I, I, I guess. What I'm not, I'm not trying to say that people don't deserve second chances. What I'm trying to say is like, you know, when you're young and, and naive and you're doing things that are so hurtful and hateful, like he was doing to this poor child. Sure. Yeah. Like you, you do need to kind of pay your dues. You, you have to then go to therapy. You have to do community service, things like that to, to prove that you've rehabilitated. But he hasn't done any of that. And they, the, the Bruins are like, well, he's a good hockey player. And it's like hockey do better. <laughs> like, please, yeah, yeah. there has to be something in place so that exactly they clean up things like this. So we're not talking about, you know, because hockey, I love to the core of my body, like the sport itself. And there's still just kind of this, just, you know, dark cloud over the types of players that are playing hockey and sure. kind of the, the shady stuff that they do and they need to clean it up. And that was kind of a step in the wrong direction. For sure. And I think, yeah, there's definitely ways if, if he wanted, if he really wanted it and you think he would, it, he would have done stuff way earlier than what he did. And it's just like, and it done everything. And it's just like, you know, perception, it's just, it, it's just looks horrible and it's just, it, and it doesn't seem remorseful or anything. So it's like, I it, even to like have him. Yeah. I don't know. It, he definitely, I'm sure. I don't know. There's gotta be another way for him to, to, to do this. And I don't think this is the right way. So. Yeah. And I think like all they made him do was just sign an apology, like an apology letter and read an apology letter. That's all they did. Like there should have been at least some type of community service, some type of community outreach program that he could have done, especially like in Ohio where he was charged um, mm-hmm. as a juvenile, like, he could have done so much for either like the city of Toledo or Cleveland or Cincinnati, you know, any of these, of these cities that have, you know, this high, like, you know, 
these like strong black communities where he could have done this outreach and he could have at least shown something other than here's a letter. I'm sorry. It's kind of like the yeah. BP oil spill. Like, I'm sorry. It's going to yeah, happen yeah. again though. No, you should be there in, in the middle of it. Yeah. Trying to help bring other people into the sport in a mm-hmm. positive way, instead of having this other like dark cloud, like, it's like, wouldn't you want to just, yeah. Change the perception and, and just the way you, not just for perception or something, but even just your own self to be like, mm-hmm. you're now being a positive feature instead of having this, like who, who would want this negativity? It's like, you should have tried so much harder to make a more positive change for everybody or the, and the community. And like to Mikey's point too, like, I think it, it's, it's such a dark cloud over hockey because it wasn't even what it hasn't even been a year since we had that incident with the Jacksonville Iceman against one of the Sioux bands. No, it hasn't been oh. a year. Yeah. And it was like, he, he made it like a gesture, like a, like a, like a monkey like gesture to one of the Sioux bands and like the Jacksonville Iceman immediately ejected him from the team, but it was kind of like, you know, do better. Like we should sure. be doing something to, make it more of a safe environment and more of an inclusive environment for everyone to play hockey. Mm-hmm. And also just like firing them, I mean, or just get rid of them. That also doesn't solve the problem mm-hmm. of what, you know, the, the base problem of what that was and why there needs to be more, you know, and not just to reprimand someone, but like to show like why, you know, like it broadens someone's perspective and like ideas about something like that. Cause it's just, it, it's like a dumb reaction and you, there's no reason for it. There's better ways to deal with it, you know, than you know, like you could just lick them like Brad Marchand. You just like, go lick a guy <laughs> like a man would do. You just lick them and get it over with, you know, why not? It's, and I think Marchand had worse consequences for licking people than I, any of these guys. They still talk about it around. Yeah. They're just like, Oh, the licking incident. Oh boy. And it's just like, all right. I'd I mean, rather have I love be him. this and Mitchell over like Tom Wilson any day. Yeah. Or put him in the ring with Tom Wilson. Just put him on the ice with Tom Wilson. Let Tom Wilson beat the shit out of him for a little bit. <laughs> Is he, yeah, that's a bit. <laughs> we don't condone violence, Justin. No. It's hockey. <laughs> Only on the ice. It has to be on the ice. And yeah. That's okay. Touche. So, Brad. Let, let's talk about the other team as well. Your your local Worcester Railers, and I'm, I'm I guess I have to just really emphasize the, the Worcester, Worcester, Worcester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just put a bunch of H's and A's everywhere, and just Worcester. instead of the R, it's A H Worcester. Yeah, yeah. We have a couple of pizza places, just like W O O S T A H. It's like, oh god, please don't <laughs> fall into this. Let's like, come on, we can at least, you know, but it is nice. And funny enough, I said it once to uh, uh, this last tour, we were just on our, our uh, driver and manager guy was, uh, was British. And so was our merch guy. And I was just like, yeah, we're from Worcester. And they're like, yeah, we know. It's, we came up with it first. It's our, you took it's it from us. You know, it was just like, I'm so used to everybody going, Worcester. And they're like, weird. And, you know, they they never know how to say it. So they put me in my place quite quickly. So <laughs> I love that. But yeah, you know, h- how are the Railers doing? The AH are not even the AHL, ECHL, ECHL. affiliate for the, the Islanders. I, I guess we yeah. could be our 
prospect reporter or insider for the you know you i'm know, here to give you the, the pipeline yeah give us i'm the giving scoop, you the man. scoop about the, the worcester railers right now i'm gonna give you one name and one name only and that's blade jenkins okay it's the yeah. coolest name i've ever heard and he's, that's he's, and he's actually an islanders draft pick too yeah he's he also a vampire hunter <laughs> i've been trying to see where he goes after after the games i haven't been able to find him yet he's around so I just like we were there the first game back, and I was just like they're just like Blade Jenkins, way of scores, and I was like, what the hell, who? And then it's like oh, I can't forget that name ever. So, um, so the, yeah, but they've been uh, actually the Railers have been really good uh, this year, and uh, they were on like a nine and zero kick for the first you know beginning of the season, and they just lost last week and now, but they've still been winning. Uh, I think they're the, they won the last two games. So it's uh, it's been really fun to watch the the two games I got to go to so far and um, yeah they just like nonstop they just I, and it's it's been also my first time in watching well since they started the e- ECHL because we just never had that before and it it definitely does have a I don't know different feel I guess mm-hmm. it does seem faster and more just like people are, you know I mean there's fights like anything but it's it just just really feels like a faster game and just it's a lot of fun to watch. So, so you're liking it better than when they were like the what was they they used to be the Sharks affiliate, right? Yeah, we were the Sharks for a long time, and then before that was the Ice Cats when I was a kid. And I forget who they were affiliated with, but I'm gonna get in a lot of trouble from my Worcester friends for not knowing it. But the I was a passive fan as a child, just going, I was just like Worcester Ice Cats is the same, but they still bring out scratches the uh, the mascot to a couple of the games, you know, and they can't. And uh, but yeah, we were the sharks before that with the eight. Yeah, um, the, the the sharks were a lot of fun too. Um, but but uh, you're saying like the quality of the game because I've actually never seen an ECHL game because when I lived on Long Island, there wasn't a team like the closest one was the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, which was AHL. And then yeah. when I lived in upstate New York, those are all AHL teams. So mm-hmm. I've never had the chance to to watch an ECHL game, but. It kind of makes sense because AHL, there's a lot of veterans. So like guys that are older that can't make it in the NHL anymore, sure. they go back to mm-hmm. the AHL where I don't think that can happen in the ECHL. So it's probably a lot of younger prospects that Definitely. are like fresh out of juniors or fresh out of college that are flying around mm-hmm. probably a lot faster. So maybe the speed of the game is a lot faster. It seems it. I mean, that makes a lot of sense then. Yeah. I, I never thought of it like that, but yeah, it just, it just, I mean, you see like the roster and it just, everybody seems really young. So it's just like, but yeah, it's just like, it's been really fun to watch and really fast and, um, and just a good time. So hopefully that, you know, this, they keep, keep the streak going, keep this. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Mikey, I think I the had. two closest teams to you are either Norfolk or South Carolina. Yeah. That, yeah, because then there's like independent hockey leagues that are in North Carolina, but they're those are guys that are like basically a step above beer leagues. <laughs> like they're not <laughs> yeah. affiliated with any NHL yeah, yeah. teams or anything Just like that. Rogue hockey players yeah. making their way on the trains. Yeah, <laughs> with the city, city they would call senior will shit hockey. <laughs> uh, one of my uncles plays in a in a in like a beer league thing, but he's been playing for him and a couple of his buddies still play for, I've gone and watched them a couple of times, you know, they just like pick up games, but it's always a lot of fun. 
they just their mascot was just a sh- I don't know why it was a shark, but it's just he gave me one of their jerseys from way back from like like the late eighties, and it was just like this like shark with a beer, <laughs> and it's just, <laughs> it just like. It was just like, yeah, you know, we were just having some fun. It was a good time. So he still wears his – he has another one that he wears when he plays with the – like. it's just, you know, pickup games and stuff. But um, it's always fun to watch. I don't actually play at all, but just just to watch. I just, just uh, watch. Just a fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess I'll drop it on the pod. I, I don't even know if I mentioned this, but when I played beer league hockey, uh, our friends in Envy on the Coast, they – shifted and and formed North Korea was the name of their band after. So we branched off of that. And that was our men's league hockey team name was (laughs) team North Korea, like (laughs) legit official. Like you would think it was the Olympic teams Jersey (laughs) and found on eBay for cheap. (laughs) All the New York city cops and firemen did not appreciate us at all. (laughs) They didn't get that. It was satire. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. They come in extra hard. They're like these mother, these yeah. communist pieces of shit. We're gonna take them down. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that that's, that has me interested now because like we we have in for this like the soccer world we have the World Cup coming up soon, and I remember mm-hmm. years ago North Korea had a team in the World Cup. I don't know how North Korea got it in the team, but they lost to like Portugal like nine zero. So now I want to see a North Korean hockey team. Just play Canada and just get completely destroyed. <laughs> well, S- South Korea just had the Winter Olympics, and they kind of have their – whenever the host has the Winter Olympics, their team automatically makes it. So South Korea's team made it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they, they were, there were a few closer games. Uh, I, I was following along because one of my favorite Islanders was actually one of the coaches, and that's Richard Park. <laughs> Just a legend, grinder. That's sick. Yeah. So South Korea has a team. So I would imagine North Korea has a team as well. They got one. Yeah, they got one. Link lurking around somewhere. somewhere in there. There's <laughs> some come type out. of drill going on in some remote <laughs> North Korean lake where they're just like skating with guns <laughs> to their heads. Yeah, we're. I'm gonna get an email and be like, "All right, the next Winter Olympics are coming up. We listen to your podcast. We want Team North Korea there." Like, all right boys i'm gonna do the, yes. the mighty ducks i'm gonna do the mighty ducks quack and just get them all my homies back together the team's back the team's back, team's back. north korean knuckle America. puck coming at you as a whole different meaning oh, we, we we digress we are <laughs> off the rails tonight i love there it, it is <laughs> bringing it to the the railers as well <laughs> I actually got to get myself a, a Worcester Railers jersey because I have a Sound Tigers jersey. I have a Bridgeport Islanders jersey. I don't have a, a Railers I don't, jersey. I don't even have one. They haven't come out with something, you know, not uh, – it's my own personal take. I just haven't found something that's really, you know, caught my eye yet. They do a lot of blue and gray, and it's not my favorite color combo. Mm-hmm. But they have a couple different combinations of every time, you know, once in a while. So I've been – Keeping my eye out for a, for something good. And, and is there also any they have like, a lot of orange? Well, I would imagine for the Islanders. Yeah, so is there, like, uh, it's a lot of orange. Uh, no. <laughs> <Too much orange. laughs> is there any reason why you guys are called the Railers? Is that like some historic kind Railroad of thing? Well, 
Yeah, there was the a, there. Sorry, it's the weird. Yeah, so there there is a a, a history of uh, railroads through you know, the area. Like it's like Worcester Port technically, and there's no water. It's just like, it was like always a joke. This you know, but it's uh, but yeah, it's like a, it was a big rail thing in the uh, way back, and still there's a lot of train stuff through here. So they were going. I forget what the other names were too, but I don't know. They. Railers never, it was a weird one. Still, it's still weird to say. I don't, there's just some connotations with it that I, and I, I, but you know, you deal with it. But for a while, yeah, they always were just blowing those train horn whistles. They were giving those out the first, I remember the first game they had and stuff. So that was was brutal to listen to for a while. But yeah, um, you give a six year old (laughs) that and they're just blasting it for 60 minutes. You're like, shut up, six year old kid. I'm going to knock you out. Why did we do this? Yeah, but I I kind of like how these teams, like these obscure like hockey teams, like really like give you know this like homage to like what the city was built on. Because I think like even um, Danbury, Connecticut, they have a a team in the um, federal prospects league or whatever, but it's called the Hat Tricks, and Danbury was known for making hats. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the weirdest thing ever. And it's like, they're called the hat tricks. I'm like, that's a pretty cool name though. Like, yeah, you'll never score a hat trick in that league, <laughs> but... but I wonder if they just hand out like hats. <laughs> yeah. It's just like hat night. It doesn't matter if it's a hat trick. They just throw in them at every, <laughs> after every goal. Uh, you know, Al- they... Albany's like, hold my beer. We're the yeah. river rats. We're known for river rats. <laughs> <laughs> um. It was funny because the whole we didn't have a team for a long time, or you no, know, for for a couple of years, and then this this very wealthy man came to Worcester and like took over a couple of spots, and then was just like, "I want a hockey team," and then made a hockey team appear. It was just the craziest thing. Like he had, because I think he tried to buy out some other team that was in the area. Like he's like, "I'll just take everything. Just give me all your stuff, and I'll have." And then they're like, "No," and then. So he's like, all right. And then he created, you know, he worked with the ECHL and like that and like was like, all right, now we got a team here. And it's just and it's been doing really well. But it's just like it was just crazy how it just this one guy really really wanted a team. And then now we all have a hockey team now again. So that guy's awesome. been pretty cool. Yeah. He has uh he took over a bar downtown and now it's like a kind of a smaller venue, but it's like off the rails like it was originally like a only hockey bar but i don't think that landed that well so now it's like uh americana bar <laughs> now but it's, it's a nice place but so you can you know that and then he like we have a, a venue called the palladium and i think he mm. i've never heard of that it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i would so, say it's pretty famous in this scene yeah. of music <laughs> true 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 uh but he he helped like keep it going because it was probably going to get shut down because it was like falling apart uh and like he helped to like put you know bring money in and you know do stuff to help restore it so now it's 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 like you know still the same it looks a lot you know it doesn't look like it's been a lot done to but it, it's definitely been re revitalized so uh, in the last couple of years so it's been cool that's I couldn't awesome. tell you the guy's name if I could try, <laughs> if I tried but uh he's he's a he's a nice fella I guess and if you see me like scratching my nose all night, it's not that I have like a drug problem. I have a stray oh, no. beard hair that has 
been tickling my and we all have beards right now so you know what i'm talking about the yeah. one like long beard or mustache <laughs> that just like goes straight just tickles your rogue yeah rogue hair rogue hair that's the one downside of a beard i'm just doing it I'm sick <laughs> and i'm on cocaine no. <laughs> Having a Tuesday. Woo! That's what the real snow flurries are. Yeah. <laughs> oh my but God. it's down the hatches, boys. It's it's funny that you said that about the Railers. That it was just some guy that came in and and just wanted a hockey team. Um, it's a very similar story to the Florida Panthers. We had a uh, wait Wayne Huzinga. Yeah, Huzinga. He was the owner of like the Marlins, and I think he owned the Dolphins at one point in time too. But he was just like. We're gonna put a hockey team in my uh, Sunrise, Florida, and there we go. We got the Florida Panthers out of it. He's just like he just wanted it because he wanted South Florida to have all four major sports teams. Sure, just because he had the money like to it, do it. Is it in like this is the stadium in like the mi- middle of nowhere or like the the, the rink or um from what I've like, heard, it's not that's like what I the, kept. Hearing. Someone said it was like you had to like go in the middle of nowhere to like get to the rink, but it, I, I have never been to it. But not anymore. It's um, it used to be the middle of nowhere. It used to be right next to like this like pretty big outlet mall that was out there too. Is like right like another exit on the highway up up from the outlet mall. But they've done a lot of like building around it. So they're like there's like a whole bunch of apartment complexes. And I had a buddy that lived like right down the street, like in the apartment complex. So he would just walk to the stadium. <laughs> it's not like TD Garden where it was just like. Just here we go. Oh, sure. No, I, I think they did that kind of around Gillette Stadium for the Patriots, yeah. too. That's just like they're just it's just slowly like they're like, well, now it's its own entity, and now yeah. it just you'll just live at this football stadium, I guess, and <laughs> hang out. But yeah, this that's like, yeah, it seems to be everywhere. They're just like, hey, I'll put a condo here, 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 and here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's coming to, to UBS where the Islanders play. Oh, more they'll, than likely. Yeah, they'll be building that up in no time. But, Brad, I definitely want to dive into some no-trigger talk. But before we do that, I do want to let everyone know about our sponsor, DraftKings. So NFL Sundays are only getting better, and so are incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, and points totals. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to when betting on the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so Brad, no triggers, a new band, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Popped out of the woodwork over the pandemic, and here we are, to rock. No, but you guys are you guys have been kicking it since 2001, man. That that's yep. just legendary. Woof. Yeah. No, it's uh, <laughs> boy, what a what a couple years it's been since then. Yeah. No, it's it's been a wild ride. Uh who none of us would have ever thought we'd still be, you know, we always said we'd never break up. We just we're just you know, whatever it is, we're just 
we are what we are but it's uh it's crazy to still be doing anything <laughs> you know this you know it's just it's been a lot of fun this especially this last couple months since the record came out yep. it's just been really wild to see how it's how it's changed and how it's uh in the difference since you know since the last time we put out a record which is 10 years before <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i definitely wanted to bring like, that up because you know <clears throat> doctor album came out in august right yeah and the last time you released an album was back in 2012 with tycoon um and it, it's funny too because i like you know we were talking before the podcast started um one of my good friends uh, who's been on the podcast before, Mikey Forbes, he's a huge fan of No Trigger. And um, he was actually, he was like, he was like, dude, you got to ask him this question. Um, like, you're, the themes of your albums, like, you know, I I consider you guys kind of like the the anti-flag of our generation, you know, hmm. where it's it's very political, it's very in your face. You know, you kind of speak to the the issues that are going on in today's society and I think like Dr. Album really does that. And especially like Tycoon back in the day, but given those 10 years, like there's been such a huge change in the dynamic of everything that's been going on. Kind of like, what was the influences that, that you guys had for Dr. Album? Well, I think, especially for this record, um, this is the first time we, you know, it was, cause we did it during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, it, we started thinking about it like the first, when we all got in lockdown and we were all just kind of going crazy and we just uh, came together, we all when for the first time, it was like, we couldn't get together. Um, so we all basically were like, all right, we're going to all write our own songs. You know, everybody come up with some ideas. Yeah. We're going to just compile them together. Um, and we all got um, all the stuff so we could record. Like I, I had like the shittiest version of like garage band trying to like play <laughs> my guitar into it. Just like, all right, I think this is a song. And I was like, that's how I did. I, uh, we did acid Lord. I was just like, this is, I think a hard, I don't know this. I, this is a, the best I could get the Kyle, the drummer on garage band to do for me, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, so for a lot of it, it was just like, for, for this record, it was just like, uh, all of us coming together, um, in a different way. And, uh, it, it, it worked out to just you know open our minds to a lot of different stuff and uh and or ways of of recording or like and how to you know because we it, you know for a lot of bands it's like you go in you you have three days you know you're like all right we've have these three days to go record and that's mm-hmm. it and we're gonna whatever comes out is what we got and you're better hope it's good you know so you're like all right so but this time we like actually took um and it was like the first summer of the pandemic we like drove out to Michigan to go to uh Jono's brother Nick Diener from the Sweller like he has his own studio studio Wonder Studios mm-hmm. and we went out there and like had an Airbnb in like the cornfields of Michigan for two weeks and then like did all the instrumental stuff and like just like and really just kind of sat together for the first time and like got to like really like put the songs together and like build what we had come up separately and like mm-hmm. kind of come together and like build this whole new thing. And then after that, we even had John um, Strader and uh, Tom were able to like sit back and with all the lyrics, just with uh, Alan, with Alan day, they were able to just to like really uh, sit down and just focus on the lyrics and like what it's going to be, you know, what were we trying to say? And like, yeah, Cause there was always these like, you know, 
broad ideas of what we're trying to, you know, each song where I kind of talked about, but then for the first time, like even Tom would say, like he was able to like fine tune everything, like every word, everything, like make sure it's exactly how he wanted it. And then like, we'd all listen to it and like, feel like this, what we're trying to do. So it was, it was kind of a painstaking process for us this time through, but it was just definitely, um, but in a, in the best way, part like it yeah. just took a lot longer because of pandemic. But I think the product made it made it all the better and really helped us open our eyes to what we're capable of, and uh, or like we're and now we can just kind of do whatever we want. You know, it's like whatever genre you want. Let's just let's have fun and make a fun song that we are into. You know. Yeah. I guess when you're a band since 2001, you can do things like that. I feel like that's where all the pressure is gone. You can just be like, you know what? We're making music because we want to make music. We're touring because, you know what? I want two weeks away from my family. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. This is how I'm going to use my PTO. I'm going to go on a (laughs) two-week tour and and actually have money and get paid for my real job on Mm -hmm. my PTO as I'm touring (laughs) and sleep in a real hotel and not on a couch and not on the floor and do things the right way. We've tried to make vacation core like a real as real as we can, and this is like if you don't live the lifestyle, it it can't come into you know into being. So, but yeah, we I mean that's how we've always been able to like just like opportunities have come to like well, would you like to go to Europe for two weeks and go play a bunch of fun festivals? You're like, well, I I, I think I can I make so. time. <laughs> we can figure these songs out again. We can do this, you know, like or, but uh, yeah, this. It, this time though, it definitely feels like a whole another level, and it's in, in, in the best way possible. And mm-hmm. uh, especially for the the wild, uh, you know, swing we took <laughs> at this, we're just you know, it's a just whatever we thought was fun, funny, and or it's not you know what we thought was a, sounded good. We just went with it and hoped it came out. So, I'm good. curious about recording because if I'm doing my math correctly, we had four brothers in the same room at the same time uh two Nick... brothers i'm a my, my tom tom is my cousin oh okay so yeah but we get called brothers all the time because we look i guess people very much alike. alike yes so <laughs> we're gonna like most people just go you twins and we're like we're we're not twins we're cousins nah nah kid you're twins you do right, let, let me rephrase that question then what was Please. it like with so many family members in the same room at the same time oh, it had to be geez. crazy right it's it's you know egos uh, wall to wall it would no it was <laughs> it actually was amazing uh uh, uh and i hadn't seen jono like or in and had worked with Nick in this way, you know, we were just friends. So to actually like be there and like in Nick's house and like working at, you know, it was just in like part of his life for like two weeks and it was a lot of fun. But uh, it, it, I think overall, the we were able to space it up enough. So like uh, it wasn't too many, you know, no one was button heads, no one, nothing like that. It was just, uh, it was, uh, it was very informative. I mean, Tom has uh, uh, teach has a lot of his you know he has very strong opinions about once he has something in his head so you just mm-hmm. have to but if you have a good enough exam you know reason to 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 change him he'll he'll come around but it's uh you got to give him a real good reason once that 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 thing's in his head he's like no there's gonna be a whistle at <laughs> minute thirty two and I don't give a shit what you say you're like oh. 
We're going to bow down to this one. That's fine. We'll let the we'll let it go. Well, I, I was more thinking like just friendly competitions over stupid things. Like I have a friend from college. He comes from a just a huge family. And whenever they get together, it's like they're 12-year-old boys again. Like we're 36 years old and they'll be like, all right, we're going out and we're playing like horse. And it's like the most competitive game of horse you've ever seen in your <laughs> life. And it's like, dude, you're not 12 anymore. You don't have to take it. <laughs> and they're like flipping out and getting mad about it and stuff. So that's they've what been I was competing picturing. since 12. Oh, yeah. They've been competing since birth. Like yeah. <laughs> who gets the extra scoop of mashed potatoes? They'll fight over it. <laughs> <laughs> well, those Dean, those Diener boys, you got to watch out there. Yeah, those, uh, I, I've never seen two, you know, when you're messing with two Michigan born, uh, born and bred uh, brothers, uh, it can get kind of hairy. No, that they're, they're <laughs> the politest, <laughs> nicest guys in the world. <laughs> you know, so you're like, it's uh, unlike the rest of us that just yell, like we're just screaming at each other. Uh, not, I mean, not even just Tom and I, but just our band in general. It's our, our most of our communication is through either inside jokes that we've had for years, you know, and just like yelling certain words at each other or, you know, uh, just random, random things like that. So it's, uh, but overall, yeah, the, for recording though, it was, it was pretty open for everybody just to kind of come in it with whatever take. And you're like, and we kind of let it too with even the instruments. Everybody was just like, I'm going to take a swing at this. So it's like, I don't even know when I go back, when we listen to some of the songs, I'm like, who, played what i don't even know like some of the guys remember but i'm like i because i played guitar on acid lord but bass on you know it was just where everybody was doing something Jono played bass on one you know it was everybody was doing something to 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 help out so that was a new experience also for me touche so i guess you know with having such a, a gap in between your releases like how, how did you approach releasing music in 2022 versus, you know, 2011 or whatever it was from your last release? You know, each time it's been kind of like, uh, well, at least the last two for sure was like, we just had a pro, like we just did it. Uh, like, all right, well, we have this record. So if you want, it's like, so a lot of times it's just us kind of putting our hand out and being like, anybody interested? You know, we're like, because, it just made for us, it's always been easier just to have just like do it ourselves and like record, do all the recording, make it what we want. Cause it, it and we can, you know, we have jobs, we can figure it you know, We don't, we can at least get this part of it done. And mm -hmm. like we, what we need help with is letting other people, you know, just, you know, figure it out and help us with the other side of it. So, um, so a lot of time, yeah, for this, it's just been, we just, you know, we have the product, then we just went around to different people and we're like, you anybody like this anybody so luckily <laughs> luckily toby uh grabbed us and was so nice to be like yes oh yeah so it's and toby's been amazing with red scare and just everything he's helped us you know him alone just helping us with getting shows and and just figuring all this shit out it's it's been a really great hell yeah so did you guys just play the last fest right fest just passed right justin yes yes yeah. fest 20 we just played that yeah uh we got to do the sunday after, uh 3 30 on a sunday and i was very hungover no but it, <laughs> it was that was like fast we all were hurting we we're all hurting but it was it was you know if you look at the photo there's like a couple of photos from it it was just like all of us were just soaked with because it, it was pretty 
it was pretty mild all weekend. It was pretty nice for that. It was like kind of overcast. And then like Sunday, the sun came, it was just like boiling. And oh, I think wow. I was just sweating out many toxins. And then uh, <laughs> so we're all just like soaked. It was like, all right. But uh, the show is amazing. Um, everybody at Fest is just, you know, every time we've done it, it's just been amazing. And everybody's so nice that work there and help out and volunteer and the, or just go like I've yep. never seen a fight, never seen a fight ever. I've been there like 10 times, you know, it's just like, it's just awesome. So um, it's one of my favorite weekends. So, but yeah, that went really well. And, um, and then we just did riot fest before that or mm -hmm. uh, at the, uh, in September, which was also just, I never, I've never been to a show like I've or a, a spectacle like that. I was like, I'm like the fest. It's yeah. I've been to a music festival. This is this is huge. You know, I was like a couple of venues, and then I went to that. And it was just like its own city inside mm -hmm. of a, a park, and I was like, okay, I I was not ready for this. But <laughs> same thing though. Everybody was so nice to and like helped us out, and you know, we're just you know some random punk band from you know Worcester, and they're like treated us so nice, and like we were there all weekend, and. uh couldn't have been nicer to help. You know, we like got to hang out the whole weekend and just be there and see all the bands. And um, it was just, it was really fun. Hell yeah. That's awesome. And there's probably no fights at fest because fest Jesus is there, right? <laughs> you know, fest Jesus. Yes. He just, you know, he's just making his ways around the streets. You know, yeah. Uh, keeping the peace. <laughs> Keep it the peace. <laughs> we Keep actually know at the time. We know Fest the only Jesus. Fights at, He's the best. Uh, they only fight at Gator Games. They don't fight anywhere else. And it, it's funny this year too. It seemed like uh, the first, you know, usually everybody's out of town. If it feels like, but also Gainesville has seemed to have like quadrupled in size within the last like five years. You know, it's just like same thing you were saying. It's just like condo complexes like all around. Like where I remember it just being like vacant lots when yeah. like the first fest i ever went to it was just like you know a couple small little houses and like a couple motel you know hotels and stuff but i was like this is a whole nother like city on like one end of it it's it's wild to see the the growth yeah it was crazy we were just there on sunday and i remember we had we were, we were playing at the backyard which is next to to boca fiesta out there and i remember going to boca fiesta like three or four years ago and there was like not as much development as there is now and now you get there and you're like where do we park where do we go there's the condo there <laughs> I, that wasn't there before <laughs> yeah it's crazy i love that that venue is awesome i, I mean i i've we we're all talking about like i've never got to play that venue it mm -hmm. just it looks and i but I, this last fest i was there for a lot of it just because all the bands there were just really good and mm -hmm. uh it just it's just a cool spot to hang out it's like half in half out and and lots of margaritas. It's just so. like a little alleyway, but it's connected to two bars, like a pool hall and like in, in a Mexican joint that's that was started by the old drummer of Against mm -hmm. Me. And it's just yeah. like a cool little spot just to just to rip a gig. Yeah. It's that's, very that's DIY. Awesome. So cool. I feel like there needs to be more fests like that, like around the country. I know like South by Southwest for a little while was doing it, but there's not too many other places around the country that are doing it as well as Gainesville. No, it's crazy how much uh, they have, you know, how much they've brought the city. Cause like the whole city just like knows that it's happening, you know, and they've, I mean, they, it seemed, you know, it, 
they don't seem to have that much of a problem with it. I mean, most, you know, everybody's pretty good about everything. A little bit of extra trash, it seemed like here and there, but yeah, it's, you know, that's not, it happens, but overall, I've, it's, it seems like he's like got the entire town or, you know, around this, this whole entity and like pot in a positive way. And everybody's just ready for it to, ha- you know, they're just like batting down the hatches and get ready for it to come in. But it's always, it's just, it's just flawless every time I've gone. So it's, it can't ask for more, but yeah, there should be more. I wish there was more DIY kind of like bringing all these bands that you don't know or see all the time, mm-hmm. especially this year. I mean, I could, the fine print on fest was insane. It was just like, you couldn't see any, it was so many bands. So, so many it's bands. just like, and yeah, so heard, it's like, um, there's definitely comeback kid played two sets. Yes. I got to see both. <laughs> they were, it was insane. It was really good. And it's not even the first one I want to talk about. I want to talk about that second one because you, you just said that you were there. How was yeah. that in a small venue seeing a band like Comeback Kid? Oh, well, the funny that they did it that they, they did it that knocking boots or whatever it's called yeah. now. It was like the country. So it's like it's smaller, but not the small, but it was still like packed out. So it was crazy to see it. And it was like because yeah, it was like the midnight, they had like the last like show of the night on the thing, and it was awesome. Kids were going crazy uh and i mean they just put on such a good show every time like uh and the Stu, the guitarist was also playing backup guitar for the flatliners all weekend Mm -hmm. and he did like three shows with them or two shows with them so it was just like it's just ridiculous what they those guys can do and uh that but yeah they every time because we actually got to play with them a few times this summer uh in europe we uh we played like Tells Bell Festival with them mm-hmm. and uh, Punk Rock Holiday, yeah. and uh, they were same thing. That's when we first actually met them for the first time uh, after all these years, and they were just so nice. And we got to hang out with them, and then they're like, "We'll see you at Fest." <laughs> and then we got to hang out at all Fest, and they were just the nicest guys you can hang out, you know, you can meet. So, and they just put on the best show ever. So, did you string a few dates leading up to Fest, or you just made the like? 24 hour drive down to Gainesville from what's oh the... my god no 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 we know vacation core we take the plane we get a oh. nice plane we I fly to that. Orlando oh this yeah the Massachusetts Florida exchange you know it's it's you know not too hard to get back and forth we got a lot of snowbirds up here so yeah. uh uh so overall it's uh yeah so we just flew to yeah we've done that usually once in a while we've we've done the drive once or you know back in the day and at the full, you know, just muscle through 22 hour drive or whatever. But now we just like, we'll just take the flight to Orlando and then just yep. drive. That's fine. So luckily yeah, this year we got in on Thursday. So we got a, we got Thursday night and then we're able to just hang out all weekend. It was a good time. That's the way to do it. Take, take notes, Justin, when you guys are <laughs> a band for 20 plus years, you guys got to start living the high life. We we did that last year. We did we flew up we flew up to Baltimore, got a got a van, and we drove to Long Island and we shot all the way back down. It was pretty fun. It's fun nice. doing the vacation core, especially when like Southwest is like, we're gonna do fifty percent off flights. We're like, we're gonna go on tour. <laughs> exactly. That's also with going to Fest too. It's such a it's such a shit show if you don't already yep. have a, a tour going down because it's like that that list of whoever is all coming the same way, and you're like, all right, well, I Everybody we didn't have packed. anything booked. Yeah, so you're like, well, I didn't do this two years in advance, so I we're 
let's fly down. <laughs> this is easier anyways. So um, we've been doing a lot of flyouts lately, which I'm fine with. We're just mm-hmm. like, it felt like we we're just like in and out of Chicago for like a couple because we did a we did a show before uh, Riot Fest a couple months before that just kind of like before the record came out just to do a fun show with the Bull Weevils and yeah. uh, it was awesome it was a, it was a great time um, and then and then we did yeah then we did Riot Fest and then we we actually got to play this like Sunday night we did the uh, it was like a last minute thing but they asked us to. They're like, you guys want to do like a affiliated show for the with with uh, Riot Fest? We're like, oh sure. Who is it with? And they're like, uh, Fear. <laughs> like, uh, okay, sure. <laughs> so it was like us in Fear only on a show on that that place. It's a uh, Reggie's, uh, yep. which was a really cool bar or in venue. And uh, <laughs> we played Reggie's at like midnight on Sunday after this entire you know three day festival, and it was just like the drunkest oldest punks just being like who the fuck are you and why are we looking at your faces instead of you know all of the dudes in fear right now so we had to win them over but they were they came around they you know once they heard brainwashed you know you give a bunch of old punks some ska <laughs> ska riffs of, they, they really uh they really take to it so uh, no it was a great it was an awesome time but uh it was just definitely a, a a different a different uh feel for us so we, we like the challenge how was that too because i think fear's been around since the 70s <laughs> yes they have yeah. like a past was, member list that's like reads like credits off of a star wars movie yeah we just were watching something that was like uh 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 tom sent some videos it's like uh, a flea uh, yeah. doing some like thing he was talking about he's like yeah i was in this punk band once i fear and he's just like they told me to, to you know i always got to use my uh, uh to, to warm up before a show so that's what i do now and he's just like it's literally him just like slapping a bass while he's talking to this dude and i was just mm-hmm. like okay i guess i've been doing it wrong uh going up cold <laughs> after <laughs> drinking a bunch of alcohol and smoking a lot of weed so i'm like damn so <laughs> But yeah, no, there was definitely a difference. Uh, is your question uh, that there was a little difference in the crowd? I mean, it was just a little bit older, but also just like you know those young, real punks, you know, like really young, like fully geared up punks. But uh, they, you know, once you give them a fast beat, they're like, oh, okay, that's pretty. Like, I that's got pretty this. cool. This good. I can do this. Ah, I can. I'm drunk enough. I can. I can uh, circle pit to this. You know, it's it's <laughs> pretty good. So it worked out. Good stuff. So I guess before we let you go, I would love to hear uh, what you guys have cooking for the rest of the year. Any holiday shows at the Palladium or anything like that? Or could plan on going to any? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, we will be going to a couple, I guess. Yeah, we uh, actually, uh, Fest was our last thing for the year. Uh, We're kind of shutting it down until January. And then hopefully in in the next couple months after that, you know, in the new year, we're going to have, try to do a couple like weekends all around like the East coast, hopefully, and try to bounce around and maybe go back to Europe in the early summer again, try to do a, another week or two there. So, but otherwise we're just going to be laying low for the holidays and just, you know, recouping and <laughs> getting ready for the next year and uh, just take uh, Dr. Album out for a, for a run. Good stuff. So I guess, do you want to highlight on like the Palladium's holiday shows? Cause I feel like it's so historic. Like 
when did that really start to become a thing? Like every band in that area starting to have their own holiday shows. You know, it's, I think it started with the, the four year strong dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I think this year they're, they're not doing the Palladium. They're doing it at this other punk bar in Worcester called Ralph's. And uh, they're doing, they just announced it like a couple of days ago. And it's like going to be like four nights at this bar. That's that we all, you know, we all go to, it's an awesome bar. Um, and, bar slash venue spot they have upstairs but it's probably like maybe 150 200 cap room so oh, that's gonna uh, be wild so yeah so they got i think it already you know of course it's sold out in you know half a Two day days. so but yeah yeah who knows if they're gonna add more but yeah it's t- t- so far it's four days of you know holiday shows there so um that should be pretty insane but you know i think that they must have been the ones that started it way back but and then now it's now that I guess it's like one of those things you're in the area. So we have to just, you know, it's like Hallmark, <laughs> you know, like Christmas movies. Like, I guess we got to do Christmas shows now. It's like, <laughs> we had more palm trees. We wouldn't have to do this crap. But, you know, <laughs> us vacation core guys, though, we like to stay with the, you know, the, the subtropical if we can. You know, we're, just, we're mostly in Corona ads or some sort of. Yeah, we're not trying to. We don't so need all this eggnog bullshit. <laughs> yeah. We're you guys are like doing that, it right. So. You guys are doing it right. All, all you young bands, listen up because they are doing it right. Come on, kids. We'll, te- we'll teach you. We got you. We got you on this. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, dude, this was a lot of fun. My, my face mm. hurts from laughing so much, but... <laughs> And I'm not even trying. I'm gonna need to like massage my face before I go to bed. But if I was it, closer, I'd get I'd get over there. You know, beard guys, beard guy to beard guy. I mean, it's kind of short right now, but I, it it'll come. It's it's almost the season. So yeah, but I get you. No. Next, <laughs> hopefully. Oh, we'll be there, baby. Oh, we're gonna be there. Long run. We got a long run coming. Hell as yeah. long as you guys keep taking out the Toronto Maple Leafs, I'm cool with it. I'm all for it. Hey, right here too. I'm I'm here for it. I also I'm looking for. So every Canadian, just one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> you already took out the Canucks, so they're next. Come on. <laughs> You're on my shit list. <laughs> well, good stuff. Definitely go and stream. Dr. Album, go listen to No Trigger if you have not, because they're killing it, and they've been killing it since 2001. We're super excited for you guys to fire things back up in the new year. Hopefully you guys play Fest again, and I finally make it to one. It's just (laughs) kind of hard being a a school teacher, and they throw this sick festival at like the beginning of the school year. (laughs) Really hard for me to go to it. No, there's plenty of people I that that uh, we are friends with. That's always the same thing. They're like, "Why, why this time?" You know, it's the hardest time. But I get it. But hopefully, you know, we'll, maybe we'll be in your area sooner than later, and we can uh, we'll be playing some more shows other than just one festival a year. <laughs> this year, we're going for it. We're going to play at least like twelve shows, and it's going to be great in the U.S. That's it. I'm going to put it on the map right now that we're going to do it. 12 U.S. shows at least. So get ready. We're, we're, we're ready. We're we'll be watching. Well, awesome. Thanks again. Thank go, you. Go Worcester Railers. I'm going to be a Worcester Railers fan now because 
Blade Jenkins. Just remember Blade Jen Jenkins. He's Jen coming for you, kids. He's the next <laughs> up and comer, kid. He's coming. You got, a, you got a vampire in your closet? He's going to take him out. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even going to get <laughs> Jenkins on the back of my jersey. I'm just going to put Blade. Blade. <laughs> the yeah. end of his stick is actually, it's a, it pops out. It's a blade. It's a stick. It's like a katana. It turns into a Yeah. <laughs> Oh god, this is off the rails again. What's yeah. the railers? <laughs> Coming at you. But thanks awesome. again for hanging, man. It was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. We'll let you go. Thanks for having me. Yep. All right. Long live no trigger. Right, guys. See you, man. Later, man. Peace.